Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Cats. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do proceed and listen without having seen it, just be aware that the plot and details of the film will be spoiled for you. Enjoy. Hello. Podcast. It is time for a podcast. It is time for a podcast. It's called Big Boys Don't Cry. (laughs) Went quite low on that one. Probably should have started that in a higher key. There's another line about Idris Elba, but I couldn't do it because I'd gone in too low. Oh, no. You needed to. I I came ill prepared. Get your Mary White on for it. Madonna. Can't get enough of your love, babe. There we go. It's about as low as I go. Oh, I don't know, I don't know why. I went to see Cats at the cinema, babe. <laughs> Barry White's dead, isn't he? Yes. Oh, that's a shame. He always seemed like a very nice man. Yeah. How did he die? It was a while ago, wasn't it? Uh, Barry Eugene Carter. Oh, it's never anyone's real name, is it? <laughs> Everyone's fake. Years active, 1960 to 2003. Died in 4th of July, 2003. Yeah. That was a while ago. Long time ago. Long time ago. Eaten by a great white, ironically. Eaten by what? A great white. Oh, great white shark. Is that how he died? That's how he died. Shark attack. Yeah. You don't don't hear about so many shark attacks these days, do you? Oh, there's there's never actually that Apart from the sharks and the government, am I right? Oh, you never really hear much... Um, about them because they're quite rare. Um, shark attacks are actually a very rare occurrence. Despite um, what the film Jaws and its subsequent sequels would have you believe. Yes, because um, both the writer of Jaws and Steven Spielberg have kind of said that they they feel sad about what it did about the perception of sharks in general because um, they're not as terrifying as people make them out to be. And obviously you don't want to go swimming up to a great white and go, hello. Please eat me. Um, <laughs> what up, shark? <laughs> what up, shark? It's, what up, sharky? Where's George? It's me, your boy. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, they're not as as terrifying and evil. Now, if you want a real evil animal which can kill a lot of people, hippos. Hippos actually kill a huge number of people every year. This I have heard. Yeah, because, everyone thinks they're cute. Hungry, hungry hippos. Because they're um, they're hungry for blood. Um, so so. Um, yeah, they they kill a huge amount of people because they they capsize boats, um, and are very territorial and very very aggressive. So they actually kill a fair amount of people. It's it's quite scary. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you ever seen a picture of a hippo like with its huge maw open, it's pretty pretty terrifying. Um, the hippopotamus is apparently the world's deadliest large land mammal. It kills about five hundred really? people a year. Blimey! I'm never going near one. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um and if you're if you're swimming, you shouldn't be looking out for um for sharks, you should be looking out for crocodiles if you're somewhere with crocodiles oh, around because they kill about a thousand people a year. They are properly evil crocodiles and alligators as well. They're pretty bad. Yes, yeah. Alligators also have a strange habit of getting loose in Disneyland. 
which I suppose is a, a hazard of being in Florida. It's a, so you're you're there. You're you're going to ride on I don't know the Mickey's Adventure Cuckland <laughs> cocktails <laughs> cocktails. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then there's just a gator next to you, just in the other seat. Like, hey, what up? I got in for free. Yeah, I, I work here, so I get <laughs> yeah. to skip the lines. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're getting them all on the staff now. They're trying to get them on side. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it's like how um, gov- if anyone hacks into the government's sites or whatever, the government then tries to employ them so- to use their powers for good. Ah, okay. That's like a good that. idea. Um, and if you're looking for incredibly dangerous animals, I know you're a fan and I'm a fan, but dogs kill 25,000 people a year. Really? Yeah, because... Is that a global figure? A global figure. Um, no, just in the UK every just year. <laughs> UK only figure. Um, yeah, so... That would be like literally um, hundreds of dog attacks so, every so, day. So that's because of rabies, generally. Right. Um, because they're the main sort of... Uh, they're the main source of it being passed to humans. Um, again, yeah. because they get they didn't mean to by do people. It. Oh, they did. People say that they people say that animals lose control of themselves and get hyper aggressive when they've got rabies. It's not true. Some dogs are just dicks, and they're like, yeah. "Right, I'm going to bite you." I've seen I've seen a few of those in my time, but most dogs are all right. Most I dogs. think more dog more dogs are good than are bad. Yeah, and the proportion of good dogs to bad dogs is actually higher than the proportion of good people to bad people, right? Yeah, I I think that's probably true. I, most I, yeah. people are wankers. Yeah. Um, such as the people who made this week's film, Cats. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I, I think I respect to Tom Hooper, right, for trying. <laughs> I mean... And he's done, he's done some other stuff that's been all right. So, you know, he, he's all right. I'm glad that this exists, right? I'm glad that Cats <laughs> exists, even though it's, uh, it's grotesque. It's grotesque, it's perverted, it's carnivalesque, and it's absolutely demented. But I'm glad that it exists. I mean, you know that I love a bit of a carnivalesque. Um, so yeah, I, I, I thought I thought about you. I would have felt right at home here if it wasn't so boring. And I think that's have you still got, problem. by the way, an MP3 of that song, the carnivalesque? I think this so. Is the song that we had in one of our old bands. Yeah, I think I've I think I've got it around somewhere. It's ten minutes long. Yeah. You should send it to me. I'll put it on the end of the. <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I've still got it. I'm not. Because sure. I've already plugged in my MIDI keyboard to try and do like um for the opening theme music to do like a stupid version of the <laughs> music. Excellent, excellent. So um that'll be the intro. But yeah, if we could get that as the outro, that'd be. Cool. I'll I'll see what I can dig up. I'm sure I can dig up something. Um. But yeah, this movie... Just like this film dug up the bones of a rubbish musical <laughs> and brought them to the screen. So I vaguely remember seeing Cats when I was very, very young. I... Me too. I think it might actually have been the first ever musical that I saw on stage, at least in like a big West End production. Yeah, I seem to remember seeing it and thinking this is really weird because there was just a bunch of people in leotards with big fur sticking off their heads running around yeah. singing songs and thinking I have no idea what's going on. Um but it turns out that that wasn't just because I was too young. That that's just the default setting for cats is yeah. you have no idea what's going on. It's bizarre. Um as a thing. But this this movie um I I don't know if it's the weirdest thing that Andrew Lloyd Webber has ever created because bear in mind he also did Starlight Express. Yeah, now uh, <laughs> this is the question that we all have to ask. Where is the film adaptation of Starlight Express? <laughs> That's what I want. I want I want I want people being trains, I, right? Yeah, I want 
80s steam train musical. And I want all the big stars in it who weren't in Cats. Yeah. I want Justin Bieber. I want I want him in there. I want Kanye. Timothy I want Chalamet Ed as I want Timothy as Chalamet. our lead train. What's his name? Rusty? Is it Rusty? Rusty Brown. T- Timothy like Chalamet as Rusty. The and I've never actually seen Starlight Express. I think I've seen Starlight Express as well because they don't they wear stupid things on their heads. Yep. Yeah. And it's on like r- silver roller skates and stuff. Yeah. Friend of the podcast, Adam Molesky, he loves Starlight Express. It's his favorite musical. <laughs> I mean, I really love the whole aesthetic of it. I think there's a timeless quality to to Starlight Express where you're like, yep, they were doing some coke in the 80s, weren't they? And um, I want Ross Kemp in it as a baddie. Yeah, Ross Kemp as another train. But what what amazes me about Starlight Express, right? And I mean, it's weird that we're talking about all this other stuff before Cats, but I feel like I need to build myself up to talking about this film. Um, (laughs) I'm going to need to coax it out of you. Like trying to get a cat to come to you and let you pet it. Exactly. It doesn't want to be petted. Um, But Starlight Express, they're all about, aren't they racing? They're trains that are racing. But, I you were going to say, aren't they racist? <laughs> racist trains. <laughs> Extremely racist musical Starlight Express. <laughs> yeah, they're race, racing and it's like a love story as well. But, it sounds but great. How, I don't know why I've never seen how it. How do you race trains? Because they're on tracks. You've got two... Is it just whoever gets to the destination exactly. first? The house always wins. They can't do an overtake, can they? I don't know. Maybe there are like sections of the track where they can... And it builds up to the section. I don't know. Like surely the furthest you can get is a scale extric. Where they don't really overtake one another. It's just kind of like a little crossover section. And they go around the loop-de-loop and fall off at the top. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got to take them out and like blow on them and rub the little thing and yeah. put them back on the track. The little again. brushy bit. Yeah. My wife is texting me from the other room because she's listening. This is she's seen Starlight Express, it's amazing, and it requires a specialist theatre for the track. We can get those can, in Hollywood. Hollywood yeah. has that kind of money. Well, if cats cost ninety million to make, if, sure. if cats for ninety million, you could get that kind of. If track, cats right? has taught us anything, it's that CGI can fix everything in a movie. So a big old CGI track. There, there's no. It's, the lesson of cats is that there's no end of CGI you can throw at a movie to try and make it acceptable. <laughs> um, so, so let's let's talk cats, right? So, so cats is based on a musical that is based on a bunch of nonsense poems yeah i really i mean i have never read t.s Eliot's book of practical cats from 1933 but it seems like a fairly inconsequential book of stupid poems aimed at children yeah right? yeah exactly and that even aren't necessarily good at doing what they do in that way but somehow became a thing and then this m- weird musical adaptation of it somehow became a thing and then it eventually made it to the big screen, and here we are. Yeah, but it's one of those things where you're just like, "How? How is that a thing?" You know, <laughs> and you can you can vaguely understand it on stage because on stage there's so much more of a focus on the atmosphere of a piece and the songs themselves and the choreography and everything like that. That the context of the story doesn't matter. But when it comes to a movie, there's an entirely different set of expectations. And saying, this is a film about a bunch of made-up cats called Jellicle Cats. What are Jellicle Cats? Uh, Who knows? <laughs> Here's... Jellicle Cats are Jellicle Cats. Yeah. That's all you need to know, Jellicle. Jellicle. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to mention that we have to say the word Jellicle every five seconds if we're reviewing this film. That's just like the law it is, of cats. It is the law. 
Um, so stupid word. That's the thing. If if you're gonna make up that kind of word, do better, T.S. Eliot. Maybe that works for like a four-year-old, but it's a when you hear it over and over, it only gets more and more irritating. You know, and it just great. It just grates after a yeah, while. Yeah, T.S. Eliot. You know what T.S. stands for? Totally sh- stupid. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> was it actually? his first name was <laughs> Eliot? Uh, and people just saying, "Oh, you're totally stupid, Eliot." And so he went, yeah. you know what? That's what With I'm going to call myself. I'm going to call myself T.S. Eliot. Oh, he's going to own it. It's like a reclaiming yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never liked him, <laughs> T.S. Eliot. <laughs> I never liked him. He was a dick. Met him once. Always a dick. <laughs> Met him once. Yeah. And he was yeah, really he was totally rude, rude to me. me. Held, held the door open for him, didn't even say thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. It was like, sorry, I'm in the wasteland in my mind. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you, T.S. Eliot. Uh, didn't he wasn't he like a womanizer who hated jews and all of this stuff he was certainly a waste man <laughs> that was the, the original title of his poem. <laughs> yeah. autobiographical poem called the waste man yeah exactly um so yeah t.s Eliot. he's he wrote this he's who's responsible mm. not and it's his fault not andrew lloyd Webber. i'm sure that when in 1933 when he was writing this book of poems what he really, really was hoping for was that one of Britain's most beloved actors, Sir Ian McKellen, would face a camera and go, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's definitely exactly what he had in mind. Yeah, it's ideal. But, like, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber, he took this nonsense book of bullshit and he made a handful of really good songs out of it. Mm. So about a handful. So fair play. You've got two or three you, max. You've got memories of being a cat. Great song that. Yeah. About how a cat yeah. is a cat. And you, yeah, and not a dog. It's really, really important. The whole thing culminates in them all standing around next to a fountain, telling you the cats are not dogs. Yeah, because we didn't know I'm that before. That they did that at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. You've got you've got the magic cat song about how he's a cat that does magic. Oh, that one was annoying. You've got the... But Macavity. The, but, Let's talk about Macavity. But, I like that one. But, Taylor Swift sang it in a sexy way and weirdly put on like a British accent on just some of the lines, but not all of them. Did you notice that? Scotland Yard. Yeah. yeah. When she goes, Macavity's not there. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what are you doing, Taylor if, Swift? If Taylor Swift thought this was going to kickstart some kind of film career, No. Um, because even in a film where she does nothing but sing, the acting quality of that singing is so bad that I never want to see her near a full feature-length film ever again. Well, do you, I don't know. Who could have done a better job of direction, which is clearly behave like a cat, but also shake your weird anthropomorphic cat boobs at the camera? Literally anybody. <laughs> I could do a better job of shaking you, my you, you could have cat done a better boobs. Job. <laughs> Um, and I could put more erotic energy into it as well. So, hey, whenever we remake Cats, hire me. You're, you're in. I'll be sexy Taylor Swift cat. I'll be I'll be Idris Elba then. I'll just be standing behind you looking weird. <laughs> just occasionally <laughs> shouting something like, ephemeral. <laughs> yeah. Things like that. <laughs> um, so, But I, I thought what her performance was one of the highlights. I mean, it I quite, was I quite enjoyed it. I mean, I think that song's one of the few sort of reasonably catchy ones, isn't it? It's a it's a proper swing number. Yeah, but she was terrible. Like they could have put in someone who can actually act and who can sing, and she can sing, but she can't sing musical, and she certainly cannot act. Even can anyone in this film act? 
Yes, Idris Elba can act. He's a very good actor. <laughs> yeah, not in this, he's not. No, he's not. But even then, you can you can tell. He's just going. Oh, look at the camera with my weird eyes. But you can tell the I'm people in this guy. film. You can tell the people in this film who are trying and the people who aren't. And Taylor Swift isn't one of the people who's trying. <laughs> she probably showed up for like a day. Yeah, and, and how long do you reckon it, it took them to get that shot? It can't uh, have taken that long. No, and put in zero. It's all CGI. Well, yeah, they just took a screenshot of her face and then let the the computer do the rest. <laughs> let the cat do the rest. Yeah, um, but but you can tell the people who are putting in a bit of effort, or the people who realise that it's obviously going to be an absolutely d- massive disaster, and are just playing up to it. And both of those are fine. But then you've got these other performances that just really don't work at all. So so Taylor Swift is awful. Awful, awful, awful. I didn't think she was that bad. I think you're being about She is the worst thing about this film, and there is so much to hate about this film. No, she's one of the better things. You're saying that she's worse than Rebel Wilson creepily unzipping her skin and then revealing (laughs) another cat skin underneath, and then having that weird thing with the like cockroaches with faces. I was just about to get into Rebel Wilson being... That's a genuine horrendous I was just about to get into Rebel Wilson being worse, but... At least a lot of this movie is weird, whereas Taylor's performance is just, ugh, you're there, you're not doing anything. I think it was the most boring part of the film, which is generally a pretty boring movie, but they took what is a good song and kind of just, I don't know, it felt it felt auto-tuned and bland, apart from her awful English accent. So, <laughs> which is hilarious so no to taylor swift but yes rebel wilson is the worst thing about this movie in terms of the performances side there's and every time she's there she's making some shit gag it's like go away we don't need your like aside jokes <laughs> and i like rebel wilson i think she's good generally so i'm i'm not there's a fan been, of rebel wilson but there's been I, some stuff i've seen her in that she was quite good in but like i i'm not a fan of her at all but i was i you know i still give everybody a fair shot whatever they i doing. think she's a bit like um Josh Gad, isn't she? Isn't that she keeps allowing herself to be cast in these stereotyping kind of, well, fat, fat joke roles, doesn't she? Yes, but does she actually have the ability to go beyond that? There's a couple of things that she's been in where I've thought, oh, okay, that's good. Um, but she's not generally been what's good about it. No. Um, whereas this is a awful. <laughs> awful performance we've never talked about pitch perfect have we no i have no interest in watching it you never seen it no why don't you have any interest in watching it Ugh. i'm gonna make you watch it next now we can we can watch it next if you like and i can complain about it it just <laughs> it just looks like an incredibly insipid kind of film um the, the first one's not bad but she's in um bridesmaids which is good and her her little cameo in that is funny i just saw um, jojo rabbit and she's good in that oh yeah well. well it's a small role but um yeah, we'll talk about that later. Anyway. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I haven't. Yeah, uh... if you think you might actually get to go and see it, then it could be one that we actually talk about because it's very interesting. Oh, cool. Um... So maybe we save it. Otherwise, I can talk to you about it. But she's good in that. Oh, good stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the, the her performance in this is really strange. So it's absolutely horrendous. Honestly, yeah. I don't think that anyone could have done a better job because it's a creepy and horrible, weird song with really horrible weird animation yeah so the whole like, thing then they open up a cupboard and there's these tiny little mice with human faces on no <laughs> hell no and then you've got the cockroaches which she then eats yeah. loads of like marching cockroaches on the underside of a table that, and th- this is only like three songs in it like okay we're going here already it's been 15 minutes yeah. here we are <laughs> which i appreciated <laughs> i appreciated that it went completely weird um very very fast 
but it never really recovers from that moment where you're like, well, I just saw Rebel Wilson as a cat eating a cockroach which was dancing for her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but her singing, and, and I thought she could sing quite well based on what I know about Pitch Perfect. Isn't it that it's these people that sing well that you're not expecting to sing well? Pretty much, and yeah. Isn't it? It's like, we're the outcasts, but we're good at singing. Um, yeah. Because that, you know, that's that's not something that's ever been done before. Is when outcasts come together to form something good. It's like um, Glee, but it's it's like Glee, but for frat boys, basically, m- but with women. Mighty ducks, but singing. <laughs> you leave Emilio Estevez out of this. <laughs> um, I will not hear a bad word against that movie. No, I love Mighty Ducks. I didn't mean that. Is it that one, or is it the Mighty Ducks two, where the commentator guy is like? If they actually get through, I'll eat an old boot. And then, like, when they actually get through, the guy just comes up and drops a boot on the desk. And then he starts, like, <laughs> solemnly eating it. I can't remember which one it is. Um, that was a very good cinematic moment. But but her singing performance in this is very, very bad. Um, yeah, awful. It's it's very poor. Um, but then all of the dialogue that gets given around it... So there's two characters that are meant as the primary comedic uh, roles and you've got her and James Corden. Ugh, and, James Corden. And we got half an hour in and I was like, oh we haven't had James Corden yet and then he instantly appeared. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew he was coming. He's there. Doing that whole the whole joke being, ha ha, he's fat. Did you know he's fat? Hey James Corden, he's fat. Lol, he's had a whole career about joking about how he's fat. He's fat. Lol. Yes, and that's that continues into this. Um, but I feel like at least James Corden gave it a bit more effort than Rebel Wilson did as well. Uh, uh, that's fair. I think James um, Corden genuinely enjoyed rolling around in a bin yeah. in this film. And and when that when that scene appeared where he was rolling around in trash and stuffing it into his mouth, I was like, you know, that's what we're all doing sitting in the cinema watching Cats, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, that's what we're all doing every day, consuming content on the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Cat, Cats was- is Twitter providing a parable for our modern times <laughs> um so yeah james corden is here but i don't know at least he's putting in the effort but neither of those comedic performances work at all they're both no. they're both incredibly stilted it's just a collection of nut jokes oh he got punched in the balls he fell on his little cat balls <laughs> he, he got punched in his cgi surgically removed balls he's he's hit someone else in the balls um and and neither of neither of those performances are funny in the slightest, and they keep cutting away to them to say something like, "Oh, I'm a cat." Uh, various yeah. cat theme jokes, doing lots of like very extremely anthropomorphic stuff. But oh no, I'm actually a cat, and I'm tiny in this room, but big in this room. How weird is that? Yeah. I don't care. I'm a cat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Did you notice that that like the scale just seemed to change every five seconds? And and. Suddenly, the bin that Corden was in became massive, and I mean, I think about that a lot, but there, there, I don't necessarily want to see that on screen. There's a real issue with scaling in this film um, because sometimes the cats are the size of mice, sometimes the cats are the size of small humans, depending on where they are. It never feels entirely consistent, and that issue with understanding size sort of feeds through to every other element of the film as well because i don't know if you noticed as well but their faces in terms of where they are on the cgi bodies and where they were in relation to the cat ears and whiskers and everything like that always felt off it always felt like their faces were either too big or too small for their heads yeah absolutely 
very, very odd. But is there any way to do it in a non-weird way, having that kind of anthropomorphic cat? Yeah, do it as an animated film, a proper Disney animated film. Oh, yeah. No, that that would be awesome. You could have given... I mean, trying to have that kind of human element to it, it just doesn't work, does it? No. So if you're going to do anthropomorphic cats, do Aristocats, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um like that everybody wants to be a cat. Yeah. Um and and this could have been a really great kid-friendly um animated movie full of absolute bangers. Well, it was supposedly a you. <laughs> yeah, and I was amazed. <laughs> there were, there were loads of very young children in the the screening that I went to, which incidentally was on New Year's Eve. I was like, who's going to be going to the cinema at midday on New Year's Eve to see cats packed out full of young kids and also teenagers? who are at that stage of teenagerdom where they've just discovered that they can make noises and be annoying. And they've just discovered that they've just had that kind of overconfident level. So they were like applauding after all the songs and stuff. I had to do some shushing. Although that's at least that's more enjoyable than our screening. So our screening was um, a bunch of adults who just sat there in stony silence for the entirety of the film. And I feel like a movie like this, it needs some kind of audience participation. Like even if it's an ironic singing along and and laughing at it, um, that would add so much more to it than a bunch of people coming out of it going, oh, I was disappointed. It's like, did you not read any of the reviews? (laughs) The only reason (laughs) people should be going to this film is to see how bad it is. But these people that we watched it with... um, just seemed like oh i'm sad that that wasn't very good it's like what did you expect it's this was always going to be weird, bad grotesque <laughs> grotesquerie um but i just i was worried that the children in the, the film the, the screening that i went to were just too young to really understand how horny it was yeah because it was pretty horny people kept yeah. raising people kept raising their butts in the air all the time which yeah. i suppose is very cat-like cats like raising yeah. their assholes to people there's butts there's boobs there's curves it's it's got it all. <laughs> um, yeah, all it was missing was a erect cat penis. <laughs> yeah, which is actually a genuinely horrible sight. <laughs> when Not have that you I've seen... ever seen one. <laughs> I was going to say, what do you do at your weekends, Paddy? <laughs> no, it's one of those things that you hear about, isn't it? <laughs> is it? That, like it's barbed or whatever. I I don't think In I've ever heard biology about biology class. I don't think I've ever heard about cat penises before. <laughs> um so thank well, you're lucky thank you for sharing that detail with me um but yeah it's it, it is a strangely i don't i don't think it's an erotic movie but it's it's a very physical film and it very much focuses on the physicality of the of the characters within it i think and, if you have a high tolerance for like weird grotesque animalistic imagery you could describe it as sensual I wouldn't personally, <laughs> no, but no. I think it gets it could get there quite plausibly. If you're a weird sex pest, this is a sensual <laughs> movie, is what we're saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, it uh, and that stems again. It stems from its source material because obviously this is a stage show that puts a lot of emphasis on movement and dance. Yeah, and you can't really replicate that very well in a film without no without having it almost as this separate thing and 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 this movie purely focuses on that element there's no real attempt to build a story around it which is really what they needed to do um they They tried because in the the stage musical the character of the main cat victoria does not exist 
she's there to attempt to provide that, but it doesn't pull it off. Yeah, at all. thank thank you but very much. An attempt m- was made. Thank you very much for introducing Victoria, the wet milk cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I feel I feel very sorry for the for the lead because she is a very talented dancer. Yeah. Um and she's been given you I know, think it wasn't bad either. No, and she's been given um this this role in this film that's going to become one of the most notorious films of all time. And you just think like, God, what? Un- how unlucky you are to have your first movie be something that's failed as badly as this has. Because yeah. there's still this issue in the movie industry where men can bounce back from a film like this and women can't. So I really hope she gets another crack at being in a musical somewhere where she can actually show she's more than just a blank slate cat character in a movie with no plot because yes they introduced her character but they didn't do anything with it they just had here's a cat oh you could have used that to provide some context no just say we're jellical cats okay what's a jellical cat nobody knows quickly onto a song <laughs> here's a cat who's experiencing all of this weirdness just like you yeah and 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 but it didn't provide any context to it and and the perfect example of that is they finished singing one song and then Judy Dench goes, oh, now let's hear from the railway cat. And then, <laughs> and then they then go suddenly, into the next song. They're all on this railway bridge that has no sides. Why? <laughs> it's just dangerous. But like, but it's, it's, it's more, it's the decision that was made there. Rather than trying to weave any context or any through line of the plot into the into the, the that song they just go here's the next song and move on to it and and that's the problem that keeps coming up is when there are those little moments between songs they don't do anything with them it's either here's a few bad jokes that don't go down very well or literally just someone awkwardly shoehorning in hey let's go yeah. see this tap dancing cat or here's idris elba standing in the shadows looking like something in the corner of a charity shop i bloody love idris elba in this movie though like, it's great if it but wasn't also really awful if it wasn't for idris elba this film would be not worth watching at all and it's not worth watching but at least he's there to occasionally i appear. think it is worth watching just because it's so weird and horny and grotesque i i think it is worth your time i i don't because it's very dull at the same time like there, there's nothing to keep you going because you know you know how stories I mean, you do watch it wanting it to end yeah from, <laughs> I, from, won't, I won't deny that from pretty much one minute in i was like oh god is this going to go anywhere where i can enjoy it on a so bad it's good level and it doesn't and and this movie doesn't reach and and it's still there as sort of like a novelty and and you're trying to decipher how badly did this go it's 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 one of those films where it doesn't reach that cult status of like um showgirls or um or the room or anything like that instead i don't know man i think five to ten years people will, this will be a cult classic people will be going oh remember cats yeah yeah let's go see cats they'll be showing it at the prince charles cinema I'm, people will be going dressed up as the cats i'm sure they will but people will be doing it ironically and because they're fucking idiots I'm sorry, but there is no something like Showgirls. It has those memeable lines, those quotable lines. Something like The Room again has exactly the same thing. And around the room, there's that whole mystery of how did this independent movie get made that was so bad. Um, you look at other movies oh, yeah. that have that cult following, like Rocky Horror. Um, all this has going for it is it's got songs in it that are catchy, which are from a musical. There's there's nothing original about this film. All it is is building something that's already been done before but doing it much much worse 
And so I'm sure there will be those screenings. But at the same time, people also watch Sharknado and say, oh, this movie's so bad, it's good. It's like, no, it's just a cynical cash grab so bad, it's good. It's not the same thing. And I don't think this film has the same charm as those movies that are so bad, it's good. Um, the only thing no, it's got... No, but there is that element of hubris, isn't there? Yeah, there, there's still that, you know, they there's still that idea of these people tried to make a movie and failed in every single possible way. But what they created out of it wasn't... There's no spark there that films like The Room have. I didn't, at no point in this film did I see a scene and think, I'd like to watch this again. Whereas, oh, no. Whereas the first time you watch The Absolutely Room, not. or the first time you watch Showgirls, or the first time you watch, you know, all of those kind of cult bad movies, um, Troll 2, another one, and then they're going to eat me. Oh my, God. <laughs> oh, my God. The first time you see that, you've got to watch it again and again and again. But the only thing here is um, Idris Elba occasionally saying something weird uh, with his cat's eyes yeah and 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 that's it or or seeing um and then suddenly they're on a boat or seeing dame judy dench um rubbing her face up against somebody like a yeah. cat, or or ian mckellen licking his own hands <laughs> or licking a plate <laughs> yeah <laughs> or jason derulo channeling prince as he sings a song in a milk bar yeah, that was something. I quite enjoyed that. I knew you would. It was a <laughs> Prince song, basically. Um, yeah, it's Andrew Lloyd Webber's attempt at a Prince song. Yeah, the attempt. But it's in a milk bar and there's milk everywhere and they're all drinking milk out of taps. Because that's how milk works. I, I... <laughs> that's, your, that's your main gripe with the film. That's not how milk works. That's not what you it don't comes get... out of a cow, not out of a tap. You don't get milk out of a tap. How would you plumb that in? Yeah. Um, yeah. Where's the cow? It was... Um, it's called cats, not cows. The only true milk bar is the milk bar from A Clockwork Orange. Is the wet milk bar. The wet milk bar. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, this movie's terrible. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> One of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I thought Judy Dench wasn't bad. She's very bad. Is that kind of matriarchal figure. She's very. She, I think gave it her all. She's she's good in comparison she, she to Judy Dench. It. She's good in comparison to everybody else in this film. But if you put this performance up against any other movie ever made, it would come up as a poor performance. But again, what about the bridges of Madison County. Yeah, even then, you'd say no one would fuck her on the linoleum, would they? So it's it's an awful film, and and there's some moments that happen in it where you think, oh, I really feel sorry for that. So you, so you know you feel you do feel sorry for um for like Jennifer Hudson, for instance, as Grizabella, who's really that performance of hers is really really um she's putting her all into it. Um, it's a it's a great vocal performance, but at the same time, all you can see <laughs> when it's going on is the whiskers and the weird fur coat that she's wearing over her own fur, yeah. and you're just <laughs> like, what is going on here? Why is why is a song this good in in this? And you know, and then you've got things like Frances uh, Francesca Hayward, where you think, oh, I wish you'd had a better sort of first lead role in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, but again, you feel like she gave it her all. Yeah, yeah. Um, as much as, so, I, but I think with the, with the songs as well, there are only two or three of them that are genuinely good. Most of the music actually isn't isn't very engaging, in my opinion. And especially like the main theme that it opens with, the, it's genuinely a horrible melody and is really nasty. And a lot of it is just a bit, yeah. Like, I think it might have worked 
it's probably hard to say that it definitely would have worked, but it would have worked better if it was a better musical overall and had better songs, I think. Well, no. <laughs> the, the problems of this film are entirely down to... Like, no, no, no song could save this movie. You could, you could put in grade A bangers all the way through and it would still fail in exactly the same ways. I'm gonna, um, now going to try and come up with my list of songs that would have made it made it work. I'm going to do that. Who let the dogs out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing as well. Why does this exist, but there isn't a dogs? You know, that's what I want. Starts with who let the dogs out. <laughs> like literally, first first note, no no dialogue, no intro, just who let the dogs out? Who 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 who? And then a bunch of dogs all like running through the neighborhood, tearing shit up, and then they're at the park. And then they're all like, we're dogs. And then this new puppy dog comes in and it's like, hey, who are you? And then it's like, oh, yeah, we're this like clan of dogs. Want to join us? We're going to go to the dog ball later. And then they all sniff each other's butts. And they've got to decide which one dog gets to pass on to the like other bit of the park where they like have to dig up some bones. This shit writes itself. <laughs> I mean, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does sound equally awful to cats. I'm not going to yeah. lie. But it'll have good songs. It'll have nothing but bangers. Will it? It'll start and end with Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> what other dog-related songs? Of, um, I Want to Be Your Dog by... By Iggy Pop, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Iggy Pop can be in it because he'll, he can play one of the he'll old He'll be dogs. the old Deuteronomy. Uh, Deuteron- yeah, <laughs> old Iggy Pop and me. <laughs> he He's one who's come out of the other side of a, um, of a vet's and lived, so he's old Deuteronomy. Uh, see, yeah, he sings a cautionary tale. Yeah. Um. So, ah, oh, this film, and and <laughs> uh, but like the the songs in it, are f- they're fine. You know, you could tell that this is something relatively early in Andrew Lloyd Webber's musicals career because it's not quite yeah. to the same level as you know, like Phantom of the Opera songs or no, um, or Les Mis, for instance, um. But at the same time, there's less of a focus on a returning refrain than those no. songs. So it feels much more piecemeal. Uh, well, the refrain is them saying slash warbling the word jellical over and over at yeah. every opportunity. Um, whereas like you think about things like uh, like Les Mis or like Phantom of the Opera, there's much more of that continued refrain throughout, which helps bring that consistency. Whereas this feels much more piecemeal. Yeah, um, Absolutely. Tom Hooper also directed Les Mis. He did, so yes. He's proved that he can get it right by asking Russell Crowe to bellow a lot. Yeah, exactly. And having Eddie Redmayne jump on a table. <laughs> Why wasn't Eddie Redmayne in this? He, That's the thing. He could be in Dogs. He could. He could. He could channel his performance from Jupiter Ascending yeah. and turn it into an animal. Yeah, he could be the evil McCavity type and just go around going, "Oh, I am an evil yeah. dog. I've got rabies." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it's all about. It's like. Are they going to be able to stop this rabid dog from passing over to the the boneyard? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so this... Oh, God. And I just remembered... Well, one of the great things about this as well is all of the character names are wonderful. Um, yeah, wonderfully awful. Rum Tum Tugger, Scrimble Shanks. Yep. I like, I like Rumple Teaser and Mungo Jerry. Jigglypuff. <laughs> um wacky banana mr misopheles 
everyone loves Mr. Mistopheles, apart from you, yeah. buddy, apparently. And me. No, Mr. Mistopheles is a dick. I found the him. The thing in- where they're trying to like encourage him to use his non existent magic goes on for like fifteen minutes and it's so boring. It just keeps happening and happening and happening time and yeah. time again. Um Yeah. And-, and then he gets together with them. Um, the, the main cat. And that's what you're angry about. Because they have to have a, a, um, a romantic plot you, shoehorned into you, it. You had, um, in your head, you had, oh, I wish I could go on a date with that cat. And then... Yeah, obviously. You, you got cucked by, uh, by, by Mr. Mistopheles. By, by, the, by the wizard. <laughs> Further proof that wizards are bad people. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of wizards, by the way, did you see that there's going to be... Well, there is reportedly going to be an open world action focused harry potter game i did yeah that Um, sounds really cool a trailer got accidentally leaked um it's by a a company called avalanche who are they make some very very good games so i'm actually quite excited about that and i imagine that it's going to have a much like probably the best story in harry potter since the original books because i'm sure it's not going to shit the bed as much as crimes of grindelwald is it (laughs) no well that's not hard to do um so if it's not if it's not three hours of exposition with johnny depp <laughs> looking at the camera and going oh i'm evil Ooh, yeah then exactly. yeah it'll be fine um, have, have you seen crimes of grindelwald or are oh, you just going by Christ, what i told you no i'm not gonna waste my time watching <laughs> that film <laughs> so you're just going about what by what you've heard from me and and, and from everybody right? else who says that it's a, yeah. a nightmare a nightmare on celluloid um yeah so yeah apparently yeah, it it looks pretty cool. I've been I've watched the trailer a couple of times. It looks like you can do magic and run around and be a wizard, and you can make your own wizard, so you're not stuck. Can playing you be as... a wizard cop? Well, that's the thing: is can you be a wizard cop or can you be a wizard criminal? Yeah, a smooth wizard criminal. And equally, it'll be interesting to see where they set it. Whether it's set outside of the Harry Potter game, uh, outside of the Harry Potter sort of stories in general, in its own standalone yeah. game, or what. Because if it's like only Hogwarts, sort of Hogsmeade area, that's a bit boring, isn't it? You yeah. at least want to be at the Quidditch World Cup or something. Or or if they do that, you, they can expand it so that you can fully explore everything um, yeah. and see the whole area around. That That would be pretty cool. So I'm really excited about that. But what I'm disappointed in is that there's not a Cats video game. Yeah, Cats open world video game where you can choose choose which horny cat you want to be. And it'll compete each week to get to get into the heavy side layer. Yeah, like because the thing is that this what's that supposed to mean anyway? Heavy side layer. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> Just the imagery. Yeah, it's, it's like you get. It's kind of like ascending into heaven and being reborn, which seems like it should have loads of religious and philosophical significance, but it really has none at all. It's literally just Jennifer Hudson floating away on a balloon. And you're like, all right, fine. <laughs> I mean... What I, After having proved that she has an amazing voice. What, what I wish they would do is if they'd made a completely straight adaptation of this. Strip out the songs and everything like that. Just have the plot, have a bunch of cats <laughs> meowing and running around in the streets at night. And then the it plot. ends with various cats forcing another cat into a hot air balloon and then letting it drift off to oblivion. <laughs> That's the end of the movie. Yeah. There's not even any actual dialogue. It's just all the mewling. It's just, it's just meows and hisses. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, but they still get to drink from the milk bar. They still get to drink from the milk bar. Yeah, that is that is what I want to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, Andrew Lloyd Webber, this experiment... I know you listen every week. Th- this experiment hasn't worked. How about you give us cats and we'll make a true film adaptation? We only need yeah. about 50... 50- give us $90 million. <laughs> no, we only need uh, $1 million just to buy a load of cats and then let them loose in... <laughs> and we like... need an alleyway with some good bins. Yeah, let them loose in an alleyway and then we just need a hot air balloon for the end and that's all we need. <laughs> yeah. You we can do it, it. You know it makes sense. You know it. This makes genuinely sense. does sound like some kind of art house film. Yeah, the cats are a metaphor for society. Yeah, something that like Jean Luc Godard would make or something. <laughs> it's it's um, cat socially. <laughs> it's Godfather, but with cats. Catfather. Yeah, meow father. You come to me on the day of my daughter's jellical dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, the jellical ball. Sorry. The Jellicle Ball. Jellicles come to the Jellicle Ball to make the Jellicle choice. <laughs> Which again, it all sounds like a much bigger deal than it is, really. Yeah, what is the what is the Jellicle choice? It's deciding who gets to die. <laughs> <laughs> who gets to die and be yeah. reborn. Like um, you could definitely do a very, very interesting religious and philosophical reading of all of that stuff, but you'd be looking for meaning that really is not there. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. There's going to be theses upon theses written about this film, isn't there? And what the meaning of it was. Um, but yeah. what, what astounds me, though, is that um, this this uh, this musical, it's got a 2.8 rating on IMDb. That's incredibly low. Out of, is that out of 10? Out of 10, yeah. Like, normally, normally even movies as bad as this still sort of level out at about four out of ten interesting um what other movies are similarly low on there i wonder yeah that's in that's amazing i'm i'm like, genuinely like who astounded. puts up ratings on imdb well they, that their viewer ratings or alleged viewer ratings is it like how people only you know go on google ratings to complain if they had a bad time at a restaurant like you don't tell your friends if you had good service is it a bit like that so it's kind of like that but equally um it the 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 users of imdb unless it's something that's been weaponized they're people who sort of think that their opinions really matter so they like giving the rating and giving a review and saying i didn't like this very much um so you get people who weaponize it so if there's a movie that has women in it for instance oh right it's gonna get voted down by people Um, well cats has got a lot of women in it but if they're cat women maybe it's okay well yeah it's I, i haven't seen anything about this film being targeted by anyone for political reasons apart from dog lovers of course who yeah yeah but even dog lovers are a little bit horny for it aren't they yeah because secretly all dog lovers secretly love cats yeah it's their secret shame um that's that's how this movie came about basically yeah exactly um but yeah it's 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 amazing how poorly this film has done and yeah i also thought more people would be intrigued to see it because of how horrible it is yeah and i guess that's just us we're uh, <laughs> we're, we're those weirdos who are intrigued by doing that um but yeah, it's uh, and and looking at the reviews, um, like some of the funniest reviews I've ever seen have been written about this. And I'm I'm not someone who really likes incredibly negative, scathing reviews like that because I feel no, I don't know. I feel like can being constructive with criticism and explaining why things don't work is more important than just slating it. 
Um, yeah, of course. But something as intrinsically unfilmable as cats, it begs the question, why did they even try and do it in the first place? And I think that's where a lot of the confusion in the reviews comes from, is like, this was <coughs> never going to work. It should it never was, have been made. It was obviously never going to work. Why did you do it? Starlight but Express that's why I'm glad better. that it exists, even though it's awful. Because it never should have existed in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So apparently there's six positive reviews from from <laughs> out of how many from acclaimed critics. So I'm looking at Metascore here, so it's probably about fifty reviews or so. Okay. Um, so uh so somewhere called Film Threat, Movie Nation, Real Views, uh asso- the Associated These all just Press, sound like porn channels. The Associated Press uh place, uh USA Today and Roger a- uh, Ebert.com gave it a rating of 63 out of 100. So Roger Ebert's coming back from the grave to keep getting it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What me? Exactly. What was the one I texted you about the other day saying that he'd reviewed positively? Oh, yes. And I was glad yeah. he was dead. <laughs> I can't remember what that was. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it, it, it has done very badly. So it's got a... a, a the average rating based on established critics is 32 out of 100 so so three out of 10 um sounds about right which does kind of mirror the the audience score yeah um but it's amazing that they ever thought that this was going to work yeah it really really illustrates that there are some things that work on stage that just will never work on screen and you try as you might and some stuff on the stage adapts really well for the screen but yeah, it's that kind of suspension of disbelief that you have in the theatre. Will you cannot recreate that in the cinema or on, on any kind of film movie experience? Least of all by having people with cat bodies and human faces yeah. and, and uh, cat boobs. And the perfect example of that is is the producers, of course, which went from being a a, a comedy film to being a comedy musical stage show, and then went back to being a film again based on the musical. Which yeah, didn't work anywhere yeah. near as well, um, but it was still quite funny. It was okay, I but you look I at quite enjoyed it. you look at the original movie and it's a classic. Then you look at the stage show and the stage show is a classic. Yeah, but it loses something in that translation of that musical onto the screen. And part of that was down to poor casting, um, because Matthew Broderick was a very poor choice. But uh, but equally poor old Matthew Broderick. But equally, there's something about the way that it was framed on stage which did not work whereas this is cats is a musical that's so focused on being right for the stage that it would never work on screen you know you yeah. you take it out of that that dark dingy place of the cinema where you're miles away from anybody and all you can focus on is the movement and the music and you put it into a a comfy cinema where you're there you've got your you've got your coke you're surrounded by screaming children if you're paddy <laughs> <laughs> um and and you've got this bright screen in front of you showing all of the flaws and it's never going to work in the same way is it no absolutely not and it's it's so much as you say about that movement about the sensuality about the the dance and the yeah the the bestial sexiness of it and you just can't get that across on film it's just too weird and i think we're we're at the stage in cinema now where there are a number of things that are being done with amazing technology with photorealistic animation, but people aren't necessarily buying it. And it was the same with the Lion King as well. I haven't seen it, but Claire said that it was kind of, it was okay, but it was a bit weird. And a lot of the reviews have said that actually 
seeing a completely photorealistic lion talking and singing is a quite di- quite a disconcerting experience and maybe we'll become more used to that as this kind of thing happens more and more in cinema but we're at a time of transition for that suspension of disbelief in cinema and cats isn't helping with that <laughs> no I, i'm sick of photorealism though i'm really absolutely sick of it i don't want to see a dead person's face put onto a live body or onto a cgi form to try and resurrect yeah. someone who's already died um, I don't want to see photorealistic animals singing and talking like humans. I want creativity. I want an artistic impression. And that's, that's I guess, one thing you could say about cats is <laughs> it, it, it's it's got an artistic impression, hasn't it? Even if it's an incredibly messy one, um, it's certainly got its own style. <laughs> yep, I'll um, give it that. Whereas, like, I can't think... Of, I think the only thing that could have made this film worse is if it had been photorealistic Lion King animals doing it. <laughs> yeah, like, rather than people cats, just genuinely just cats. Yeah, but then them singing and dancing and, and everything like that, it would have been horrendous. Yeah. And, yeah, so I, I'm completely sick of that. Like, I know there's the Lady in the Tramp live-action remake, apart from it's not live-action because it's CGI animals. I'm like, I have yeah. no interest in watching that film. Why, no. why would how are they going to make them kiss with the spaghetti why, it's just going to be weird why would you have you seen a dog eating anything ever <laughs> there's no way you can make that look like a cute romantic moment no that's going to be awful and so yeah i i'm sick of that kind of stuff and i'm sick of this the endeavor to try and push things in this this direction towards this homogenous sludge of realism I I want things that are stylistic like you know uh, speaking of action movies I love the John Wick films who have this style and this presence to them and this focus on if you're gonna do something real you do it with real people you do it with real you know uh, stunts you do it with real cats you have those cats shooting each other and doing kung fu um (laughs) well no you've got kung fu panda for that yeah exactly the very realistic film I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to when they inevitably make a hyper-realistic Kung Fu Panda remake where it's all, they look like real pandas doing Kung Fu. It's like, fuck off. Which would definitely work because pandas aren't, in reality, fat and slow and extremely lethargic. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, like, I'm, I'm sick of all of that. I'm, I'm sick of that nonsense. And I, I'm sick of... But so is everyone else, I think, because this film has gone down very, very badly and proved that it's rubbish, right? Yeah, but... Companies are going to keep trying again. And the fact that Disney now owns everybody, um, yeah. they're going to keep pushing their agenda of doing it. And Especially now that they own Star Wars as well. You know, and what what's next? A photorealistic BB-8? I don't want that <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, but Disney, Disney, I think it was 80% of the top 100 or top 50 profitable movies last year were Disney owned. Blimey. And it's it's bad for business. It's bad for it's bad for creativity. It's bad for uh, cinemas as well because Disney requires um, requires cinemas to put on their their movies at a much stricter rate than other studios. So if they're going to take a risk on a Disney product, they have to stick with it for longer to try and recoup their money. And if it doesn't work, then it means that they're out of out of pocket. Um, we need that competition. Otherwise, companies that play it safe like Disney do, they're going to drive out um, bad sort of they're going to drive out, you know, even if it's bad, like cats is 
at least Cats feels like something original. And uh, I mean, admittedly, it feels like something original because no one in their right minds would ever have tried to do it. <laughs> but at least it was trying something new. Yeah. Um, you can't deny that. No. <laughs> yeah. So like, I yeah, it, it's, it's a worrying time for cinema. Um, it is. Yeah. But at the same time. But at the same time, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is coming out. <laughs> and that looks amazing. Like the animation on that now that they've fixed it looks incredible. Does it really? Yeah, I think it looks awesome. I'm really excited for it. It looks fine. It looks like it's just going to be a film. I don't. I don't. I know that you're really. It's excited Ben Schwartz. For it. I'd love Ben Schwartz. He's awesome, and he's just like there's a base. The whole baseball bit in the trailer where he's doing every position on the field all at once. I mean, once you've done that, you've got me in. But it's like it just looks really fun. It looks fine. And Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. Come on. You've got to admit the bit in the trailer where he goes, of course I want a latte. I love the way you make them. Yes. Yeah. There's moments in it that look fine, but there's nothing. I don't know. There's nothing that stands out as it being a a film I have to go and see. And I guess that's because I'm a 30 year old man. So I'm not the target demographic, but there's still, I don't know. It, it's not the movie I'm most excited about next year. No, what this year? You mean. This year, yeah, bloody hell! It's, it's this year already. Remember, um, I know it seems like a while. It, well, I saw, I saw Cats last year, and we're talking about it this year. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. What are you excited for this year then? So June, June, I'm very excited for. Oh, when's that out? So that is out like the end of the year. Cool, cool. Um, I'll look I'm to hoping that. that it doesn't get pushed back. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited about that because everything about that. Um, just looks astounding really um, you've got Denis Villeneuve um, who is a fantastic director um, but also the whole cast looks incredible as well um, you know you've got so many great names in it and it's based on this bizarre book that you think you know how could anybody <laughs> ever ever make this and you know it's failed once before but exactly it's an attempt to film the unfilmable yes yeah um just like cats but it actually looks pretty good um which surprises me but also you've got things like gretel and hansel um which is a horror movie based on as you might expect hansel and gretel Um, does it have vin diesel in it it does not have vin diesel in it (laughs) um so you're immediately not interested there's no there's no talking hedgehog there's no uh (laughs) there's no vin diesel um, but it's it's from um, Oz Perkins, who's directed some very good um, horror movies and who's uh, uh, an actor that... He was in something that we've talked about on this podcast before. I think it might have been Legally Blonde. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it looks really good. It's got the lead, um, the, the lead girl from the first It movie. Um, oh, right, Gretel, yeah. And it, it looks very, very strange. And the the witch is the queen from um the the christmas prince movies oh no way yeah <laughs> so uh okay i'm listening so yeah so he's a very talented horror director it looks very very strange i'm all over it um when i was walking out of the cinema um to see cats i think i texted you the picture of the poster for call of the wild which had harrison ford on this canoe with this massive dog i was like yes <laughs> yeah that's 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 a i'm up your very story. here for that I haven't seen anything else about it but just that poster is enough for me um yeah so apparently it's an adaptation of a previous film not of the of the book oh well yes but it's sort of based on the uh the 
previous film adaptation back from the 30s, right. apparently. Oh, I haven't seen that. But I'm rereading the book at the moment. And it's very, very good. It's all like mostly from the point of view of the dog and actually gets it across really well. Is it just woof, woof, I need to take a shit? <laughs> woof, woof, shit. Sniff, <laughs> sniff, bum. Yeah. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> um, but we've also got The Invisible Man. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah which sounds cool. we before, didn't we? Um, which, yeah, which, sound, which sounds pretty cool. Um, I don't know how I feel about The Quiet Place Part 2. I don't really think it needs to exist. I yeah, haven't seen the first one, but heard nothing but good things. Um, which, yeah, which, the first one's very good, but it feels like a very good standalone film. Um, you've got No Time to Die, the James Bond movie. Yeah, yeah. Carrie, Carrie Fukunaga, very good director. Um, so hoping for good things like about that. Um, you've also then got, obviously, Trolls World Tour. <laughs> of course, yeah. That's going to be the that's going to be the thing to watch this year. Um, but we've also got, um, in terms of TV, um, Alex Garland is making his return to direction. Oh, um, okay. With this show called Devs, which is about this woman whose boyfriend goes missing, and she thinks it has something to do with the company she works for, which is this secretive tech company. Um. So I'm hoping for some real ex machina style nonsense there. I, I'm really looking forward to that because I don't know. He's one of those people that very rarely lets people down when it comes to storytelling and is always capable of pulling something surprising out of the bag. So, you know, that's going to be good. Sounds great. Um, so, yeah, so there's lots of stuff this year that I'm looking forward to. Um, but uh, I don't know. Some of the hedgehog not necessarily one of the things i'm super watching out i think you're gonna eat those words am i really yep we're gonna talk about it on this podcast and you're gonna eat those words (laughs) sure i'll be there going oh i'm glad i watched sonic the hedgehog instead of christopher nolan's new film that was a good decision (laughs) yeah obviously um but yeah so yeah i think it, it could be a good year for cinema um yeah but at the same time Jojo Rabbit is good. Yeah, I I really want to see that. Um, I'm not sure if we'll get the chance to. It's really, it's unique. There's not much out there like it. And I went in with very high, well, I'll give you a quick potted thing. Then I went, I went in with very high expectations and they maybe almost just weren't quite met, but it was still very, very good and very enjoyable and really unique in it. So one of the, a film that can make you laugh and can make you cry, but the disconnect between those two things isn't an issue. So it okay. really gets that right tonally and it is funny right okay well that'd be interesting so it's well worth your time ah excellent stuff <clears throat> and the reviews have been kind of lukewarm so i'm a bit surprised by that actually oh really i think people just kind of don't know what to make of it i've only they find that the uh the hitler stuff a bit off-putting I... but it is quite funny i've only heard good things about it um yeah. yeah i've only heard good things from the people that i that i follow um so that is a bit of a surprise um because i'm obviously following bad people yeah you are stop following them i need to change my twitter account (laughs) oh yeah look it's got a 57 out of 100 on metacritic that's very strange i wonder who hates it i don't think anyone hates it but i think people don't love it right okay um yeah that surprises me because lots of people were very much picking it up before release. Yeah. Um, I think it's because everyone loves Taika Waititi because he's awesome and people go into it wanting to love it because he's awesome and then maybe if it un- even underwhelms slightly, they're like, oh, that's actually uh, more okay. underwhelming because you want it to be good because it's him. 
Oh, that makes sense. And also because it's the main character is a ten-year-old kid who isn't Macaulay Culkin, so you know it's <laughs> he's he's one. not there throwing bricks at poor people. No, <laughs> he doesn't get attacked by bees. <laughs> oh, that's a good shout out to what's that movie where he gets killed by bees? My girl. Yeah. We should talk about that at some point. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Right, do we have anything more to say about cats? Oh, I, I gotta say, I thought Ian McKellen was awful. Oh, Some yeah. Some people said that they think it's he's like the best thing about it. His performance was one of the worst. It was really genuinely quite horrible to look at. And then when he got his actual song, it was some like theatre lovey bollocks about acting. No, I don't want that. Nobody cares. Go away, Ian McKellen. Yeah, that was awful. Um, also, shout out to Ray Winston for being terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for playing the cockney thug cat on a boat i'm the boat cat i'm scary oh shit i've fallen in the river now i'm dead i've been outsmarted by rebel wilson for a second time creepily unzipping her skin (laughs) like it happened again why did it happen again (laughs) i um yeah i would have i i think if they'd done a a, um david cronenberg take of this film where it was her genuinely unzipping her skin that would have been great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he'd love to do it <laughs> he would he would yeah um but yeah so this is a this is an awful film yeah um a, a truly grotesque pantomime of weird horny furry nonsense <laughs> weird, weird horny furries but i hear that the furry communities kind of disowned this film as well i i would expect so yeah, yeah. Um, no surprises there. No, so um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a bad film. How are we going to rate this bad boy? Oh dear, I don't know. Um, how many jellical cats are coming to your jellical ball? Fucking two jellical cats are coming to my jellical ball. <laughs> I'll I'll go just one higher and give it a three. There, there are three. Just you know, plus points for some people in it being passable. And for the odd song being okay, melody-wise. Yeah, but the, yeah. my two... And as I said, I am glad that this exists. And I think it's it's weird. And I'm glad that someone tried to make it. Because, you know, it, it's, it's weird and it's interesting and it's strange. And I do think it is worth seeing, even though it's kind of horrible. But it's worth seeing once and only once. I don't think it's worth seeing. At least certainly not in the cinema. Do not. Yeah, do I not, guess. Yeah, do yeah. Not, if you you could wait until it comes to home media for sure. Do not. You don't have to spend your money on. Do it. not better, pay better stuff to spend your money on in the cinema right now. Do not pay like any Rabbit. money to see this movie ever. Wait for it to come to some kind of streaming service, um, because it is not worth your your money or your time really. And I think that's that's what I was mostly annoyed about. Is that I could have spent those two hours watching this, setting myself on fire instead, <laughs> and I yeah. did not do that. I could have spent two hours going to a real alleyway watching some real cats fight. Yeah, I could have. I could have spent that time with my cat, who was a better singer than Rebel Wilson. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't creepily unzip her skin all the time. Oh, well, she does that. Oh, really? Yeah, she's always have you seen the vet she, about that. She's always unzipping her skin, <laughs> unzipping it back up again. Um, so I've got a bit of trivia for you. Um, so <laughs> apparently, Rebel Wilson's allergic to cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, there probably weren't any real cats on set. No, no. 
Um, this is also the first time that old Deuteronomy has been represented as female. I did know that. Yeah. So well that was done. cool. Um, it's already entered the 100 worst movies of all time on IMDb. Oh, really? Um, and funnily enough, we were talking about an animated movie, and Steven Spielberg apparently had plans to create an animated version of this film, but it never yeah. never materialized. Um, so, um, so yeah, um, so I mean, that would I think that would have worked if you'd basically just had a a musical filled kids movie with yeah. with well animated 2d cats i think that would have worked incredibly well but this yeah because if you if you take the stuff about it that is goofy and childlike you could make quite a nice kids film but this doesn't feel like it's aimed at kids at all no no um it's uh it's not at all <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't show this to your kids um but also i wouldn't show it to your adults either I would not no. show this to anybody. Um, I feel like this movie takes life from you. I feel older having seen this film. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, so, yeah, my my two points went to Jennifer Hudson for actually putting the work in. Yeah, and she can sing. And just feeling sad for all of the people that put time and effort into this movie because it is really one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a lot of terrible movies. James Corden rolling around in a bin eating trash, though. I mean, yeah, that's great. That's great. Great stuff. That's what I want to see at the cinema. Yep. That's why you pay for the big screen. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, right. Any other business or shall we move on to what we've got next? No. What, what are we doing next? Does Cats Count as my choice? I feel like it probably does. I, I don't... I can't <laughs> remember... my idea. <laughs> I can't remember what way round we were because it all got mis- mixed up over um over uh, christmas and then seeing two things actually in the cinema yeah we we managed to see two two current films this is like a record for us yes yeah so i don't know whether we should keep up that momentum and do something new or i know that your your wife has suggested a movie for us to watch yeah that's true yeah it would be nice to do something new we had a request for little women but again it's gonna be hard for us to go to the cinema but yeah. we, could, we should try and fit that in at some point if we can it would because, it would be good i'm not sure um, that looks good but not for the next one so yeah. did you have an idea for something current so i didn't have an idea for something current no but um let me consult netflix and see what's been out recently <laughs> well i i hear that um uncut gems is about to come onto netflix have you heard about this is there any romance in that film i don't know that's that's the thing i don't think there is it might be difficult (laughs) but it has got adam sandler in it yeah (laughs) and i do want my opportunity to be vindicated to the adam Sandler with my opinion that adam sandler is actually good and has been good all along i think that that movie apropos of nothing by the way um i think that that movie is uh going to basically be the joker where it's oh this film's good considering and it's going to be that <laughs> considering that oh adam sandler's putting in a good performance here that's a surprise no or, one thinks that no one thinks that about whacking phoenix no one's like no oh, yeah, but you don't you don't expect that joker. from a movie about a comic book character do you um i guess not because no. because the only films well, that, have, that have done that recently are the the christopher nolan batman movies um and even then, they didn't have the audacity just to do um, <laughs> what's it called, King of Comedy? 
just do the king oh, of comedy yeah, yeah. but with the joker in it um so well, I, I just want i just want a chance to prove that adam sandler is good to you i he's he's fine <laughs> have we have we done 50 first dates did we do that we haven't done that no so there's, there's been so many times so we've done so many episodes that i can't even remember what we've done <laughs> <laughs> that might just be that's the old. problem so so do you want to watch something that's relatively recently come to netflix or i suppose so yeah um what, what do you have in mind well there's an interesting movie called earthquake bird if you wanted something very different from what we've recently done so it's more of a drama uh like a romantic drama about a woman in tokyo in the 1980s cool um, Sounds good. starring alicia vikander all right. um, which looks pretty interesting if you would be interested in watching that next. Yeah, well, actually, well, maybe because we should do Steel Magnolias, which was Claire's request. Maybe let's do that first and then we'll do Earthquake Bird after that. Yep, sure. That works and maybe me. then I'll pick a Sandler. Sure, yeah. Yep. All right, so Steel Magnolias next. Yes, yeah. Cool. Sounds good. I've never seen it. Have you? Uh, no, I've never seen it. One of those films that I've heard talked about quite a lot and I've never seen, so... I hear good it's call, about call. magnolias made of steel, though. Yep. So, like, like, it's, like flowers and you... It's, yeah, you it's cats, but it's about magnolias, jellical magnolias. Yeah, and they have to make the jellical choice. Yeah. Which is pollination of some description. Yeah. It sounds like a, a film for the naturalists, the environmentalists among us. And for the naturists among us. <laughs> yeah well flowers are always naked aren't they? <laughs> exactly exactly just like the horny cats and cats <laughs> yes ah well I'm, I'm glad we got to do it as our first proper recording of the year <laughs> yeah i regret it <laughs> i do uh, i do regret it oh i'm sorry um it was a waste of my time my valuable valuable time your extremely valuable time <laughs> a lot a quite significant amount of which you spend talking absolute bollocks with me on a <laughs> weekly basis. So I could have spent more time speaking absolute bollocks with you. This is true. This is true. We should we should stop watching films and just spend that time talking nonsense to each yeah, other. Yeah, sorry, Big Boys Don't Cry is over now. Now it's Big Boys Talk Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> right then. Yeah, but we appreciate that you're tuning in to listen to our nonsense. We do. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And we hope you enjoyed hearing us talking about cats. I hope you enjoyed cats if you did go see it. If you didn't, don't worry. Yeah, let us know if you enjoyed it and you can tell yeah. us why. Let, you let us know it. your thoughts on cats. Yeah. We'd love to hear them. Also, your, your thoughts on cats in general. Do you like cats, the animals? Yeah. Do you have a cat? Send in photos of your cats. Yeah, cat cat photos. We're always, always here for those. Rob will share some of his. I don't have a cat, so I can't. But there are... My neighbours have three, and actually, while we've been recording this, they've been fighting in my garden, so I can take some photos of them, I guess. That's amazing. My cat is asleep on the chair, looking very tired. Yeah, send us a photo of that. Yes. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) All right, so yeah, you can uh, send us those photos on Twitter, at BigBoysDon'tPod, on the emails, BigBoysDon'tCryPodcast at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you. And thanks so much for um, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And we'll be back next week to talk about Steel Magnolias. And if you like what we do, tell your friends, rate us, etc. Yes, yeah, let us like know. and subscribe. Yep, yep, yep. All right, all right.
Bye. Bye bye. Jellicle. Meow, 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 Jellicle. <laughs>